Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and confidence coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence, own your self-worth, and to elevate all areas of your life. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DNMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best vision of yourself and live a life you truly love and deserve. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm your host Evie and it's so good to be back here with another juicy episode with me. Today I am answering a question that I got asked recently uh, by a client and also a theme that's come through in some of the questionnaires that I've been reading When people sign up for a discovery call with me to talk about the possibility of working together in my one-to-one program, Elevate Your Life, I always send them a questionnaire, which is some really big, expansive, exciting questions about where are you in your life, what's happening, what's working, what's not so good, and where do you want to go? And it's a really wonderful tool to reflect on your life and yeah, think big and declare what it is that you're really wanting and getting some clarity around that. So anyway, it's it's come through a lot in those questionnaires where there's people considering working with me through my one-to-one program and they're really wanting to build more belief in themselves. How do I believe in myself? How do I build more self-belief? And so this is a really big topic and something that I often spend quite a lot of time working with clients one-to-one in our calls together in my, my paid programs. And so it's really hard to condense it all into a podcast. And I'd also be doing you a disservice if I was to do that because so much of my work is personalized and individualized to you specifically. And so I think it's far greater, easier, more valuable when I do do that one-to-one with people. So if you are listening to this, if this is resonating, if you're wanting to do some of this work together and are curious about working together in coaching, please click the link in the in the show notes here and send me a message on Instagram and a DM if you like, and we can book one of those discovery calls together and just have a chat about it. So definitely reach out. I have a few coaching spots available at the moment to start soonish. So that'd be so, so exciting. So wonderful. I would, you know, it would be such an honor to support you. So let's dive into the conversation today. And like I said, I'm going to give you some key themes or ideas to consider here when it comes to cultivating more self-belief. This big question, how do I believe in myself more? And if there was one question, actually probably two themes of my childhood slash teenage years slash very early 20s, you know, when I before I did all this work was I didn't have a whole lot of confidence in myself. I didn't believe in myself and I didn't have a whole lot of self-worth. Those were probably my key things. And so if someone said, how do you believe in yourself more? I would have put up my hand and be like, I don't know, but tell me more. Like I'm there. This is what I really wanted to work on within myself. And yeah, the missing puzzle piece for me. 
So it's a topic dear to my heart. It's something that's weaved throughout so much of my work and yeah, it's exciting. So let's dive in. Where to start? Do you know what? I think probably the most important thing to do is to work on dialing down your inner critic. Your inner critic is that negative voice in your mind that says you're not good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, whatever enough. Who do you think you are? You know, it nitpicks you and it picks out the faults and the what ifs, the buts and the fears in life. And if we if we don't do the work to dial that down, to learn how to work with it in our world, then I, I just feel like, how can you build self-belief with that nagging at you? Do you know what I mean? For so long, I spent most of my, my early years living in my inner critic, literally thinking that it was who I was and that there was no other alternative. But there is, and it's absolutely possible to turn it around. And, you know, I've done lots of podcast episodes where I've talked about the inner critic. So definitely go back and listen to those. I will link them in the show notes. And I'm also going to do a masterclass soon coming up where it's a literally a workshop of how to dial down your inner critic, how to tame it, how to work with it and really understand it so that it no longer holds you back. It no longer puts you down anymore. So definitely stay tuned for that and I'll let you know in uh, the coming weeks when that is available. I think it's going to be such a valuable resource. So number one, definitely do the work to dial down your inner critic. I really can't emphasize that enough. There's just no way that you can believe in yourself to the extent that you want to if you've always got the self-doubt creeping in. You know, that negative voice that's pulling out the faults, the buts, the what ifs and doubting you. So number one, dial down your inner critic. Number two is look for the evidence that it's safe to believe in yourself, that it's safe to trust in yourself. And what I mean by that is going back and looking at all of the times in your life that have been scary, that you've taken a leap of faith, that you've stepped out of your comfort zone and you've been okay. Times where you've put your hand up, where you've shared something, where you've spoken in public, where you've done a new job, you've achieved something, whatever it might be. Any of those times, and I bet you there's a whole list of them. So what are times in the past when I've done something scary, when I felt stuck or in a rut, or I've taken a leap of faith and I've been okay? It worked out really well. It worked out in my favor or it was meant to be. So what are those times for you? Write out the list. So often, and you know, my clients will have heard me say this many a times before, is that if we're wanting to try and create a new belief system, a new belief in ourselves, and in this case, it's, I believe in myself, I deeply trust in myself that I can go get this thing, or a general statement of, I deeply believe in myself, then we need to come up with the evidence, in other words, the proof that that belief system is true that it's safe to do so. Because if we don't, we're constantly searching for the negative, right? Which is what our inner critic's designed to do. So we're searching, searching, searching for, oh, that one time, or 
oh, that thing you didn't go after, or you said you were going to do it and then you didn't do it, so I don't trust in you anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's constantly searching for the contrary of what you're trying to believe in. And so if we're creating a new belief, something that we don't currently embody, feel, embrace, then we need to find the evidence to support that thing. This is how our minds work. So look for the evidence, look for the examples, write them down, remember them, come back to them as much as you need to, as much as you like to reinforce that new belief that it's safe to believe in myself. I can trust in myself here. I've got my own back. I believe in myself. Obviously, there's lots of other things that you can do as well to support this new belief system. So I'm a huge fan of affirmations or mantras, you know, writing them out, saying them out loud, whatever it might be for you and coming back to them often. Essentially, what we're doing here is trying to reprogram our subconscious to say that this is my new reality. You know, one time in, in high school, someone said, fake it till you make it. And you know that saying, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, so we just fake it till you make it. And some people often liken affirmations or mantras to that. But and I, I actually disagree with that. I don't think that we're faking it here because if you were to tap into your intuition, if you were to tap into your higher self, your true self, where your inner critic was dialed right down, right back, then you would probably say that it is true that it's safe to trust in myself, that it is true that I can believe in myself because you're still here, right? You've got this far, which means that you've overcome so many hurdles, so many challenges to get here. And so, of course, you can continue to do so and expand and develop and build on that self-belief. So, Affirmations mantras are another wonderful way to reinforce that new belief system for you. So write out whatever it is for you. The, the key with affirmations and mantras is that they are specific and they resonate with you. They're your mantras. They're your affirmations. So no one else can tell you what to write. Come up with the words that you really connect with that, that feel really true and aligned to you. Yes, it may feel a little bit stretchy and a little bit like, oh, that's not quite how I feel at the moment, but we're going to get there, right? That's the whole point of it. The next thing I wanted to bring up was confidence, because I think self-belief and confidence often goes hand in hand. They're kind of topics that, yes, they're slightly different, but they do intertwine and relate. And yeah, and so if we can build confidence as well as self-belief, I think that's brilliant, amazing. They're going to help each other, right? And it brings me to this next concept and idea that I wanted to talk about. And I was reminded of this when I was uh, reading or listening to the audiobook rather of a book that I'm reading at the moment called Atomic Habits by James Clare. Fantastic read. I'm loving it so far. Uh, and, you know, a lot of these principles I know and live and teach already, but it was just a wonderful reminder of them. And that is that sometimes we get caught up in our identity and sometimes it's our identity that stops us from changing. So what I mean by that is our identity, I can't remember the exact words now, but he related it back to the Latin origins of these words. And essentially what it is, is repetitive being. 
And so whatever you are constantly or, or are being the most of the time is what adds up to your identity. So, so often people uh, use the label of their job title, for example, as their identity, like I am a coach, for example, and it's backed up because we have the reinforced being of being a coach. I go to work every day. I coach people every day. This is what I do. And so I think so often that's why we attach our job titles and our careers to our identity, because it is a lot of a big part of our lives, right? It is a, we do spend a lot of time doing that. So whatever it is for you, that's what you'll probably associate with your identity. But when it comes to things like believing in yourself and feeling confident, if we say, I use the confident analogy because I think it's a really nice one to understand and demonstrate this point, is that often people think, I'm just not a confident person. Confidence is only reserved for the select few over here that are the typical stereotype confident people. And I do that in quote quotation marks here because it's just a perception, right? But it is something that society has often, you know, reinforced and taught us that generally speaking here, that confident people are extroverted. They're the life of the party. They're really assertive. They make decisions with ease. They're often leaders, all of those sorts of things. But actually, that's that's just one look at it right and that that's actually not the truth but so often we've taught we're taught that and so we've adopted that belief system that I'm just not a confident person because I don't match that stereotype maybe because I'm a little bit more introverted or maybe because I'm not a natural leader or I don't like leading teams or people or I don't know what it is for you but uh, you know if we don't identify with that title i.e confidence then we see it as out there and it's not who I am and therefore there's this massive gap of where I am to where I want to be you know that confident person over here and the same thing applies to self-belief oh I just don't believe in myself you know self-belief seems so far-fetched for me it's not something that I do on a day-to-day basis and therefore it's not part of my identity yet But the cool thing here is, is that, you know, your identity, as I mentioned before, is what you are being most often. So your repetitive behavior, your repetitive being. And so that brings me nicely to to the point I mentioned earlier about looking for the evidence that you are that thing. So looking for the evidence that you did believe in yourself that time and that you were okay. Looking for the evidence that I have I am a confident person. I can take confident action in my life. I can put myself out there. I can trust in myself. Look at all these examples of X, Y, Z. You know, remember that time when. And so that's how we slowly shift this, right? And so another really cool tip here is trying to get into the energy or the mindset thinking like a person that would be so believing in themselves, that was so confident and strong in who they were. And then act from that place. Because the cool thing here is that as we start to look for the evidence, yes, but then also create more evidence in our current worlds by taking new action every day towards that thing. So what I would suggest here is 
thinking about, okay, so if I truly believed in myself wholeheartedly, if there was zero self-doubt, if I believed in myself all the way, what would I do? What would I be thinking? How would I dress? How would I show up to work? How would I show up to this relationship? What action would I take? And I'm sure you can come up with those answers, right? Maybe you would be doing different things. Maybe you would be dressing in a different way. Maybe you'd be talking in a different way. Maybe you'd be taking different actions. And so once you've thought about those things, it's then your job to live those out, to take action on them. To say, okay, so if I really believed in myself here, what would I really do? One of my favorite all-time journal prompts is if I knew that I couldn't fail and if I knew that I was fully supported, what would I do? Because it's that beautiful, expansive question. It gets you into that expansive energy of, I'm fully supported. I can trust in myself here. I believe in myself. So what action would I take? And then you start living from that place. And then slowly with time, we then have so much more evidence. So much more of our identity is based around self-belief, around confidence, or whatever that belief system was for you, for example. I hope that makes sense. It's almost like a future you exercise. What would I be doing? How am I showing up if I was my most confident, my most self-believing self? What would I do? And then my last thing is just getting into that energy and it and it ties in with this point as well is get into the expansive energy, the energy of possibility, the energy that you're limitless. The energy that there's, you know, the only limitations that you have is your mind and that you can overcome any of those obstacles. You've overcome so many things in the past to get yourself to where you are today. You can do hard things. We can do hard things, as Glendon Doyle often says. I love that statement. We can do hard things. You can overcome those hurdles. Your mind, your inner critic will always make it into this massive thing. We'll always be looking for the worst case scenario. You know, it's always fear-based. And so if we live in that place, that's going to be dark, constrictive, limited, you know, easier because it's in our comfort zone, right? But life really exists on the other side of our comfort zone. Life truly begins on the other side of our comfort zone. So try and get into that action, that energy of it, sorry. What are the things that help you get into that energy? Maybe it's exercise, music, your meditations, your mantras, whatever it might be. Get into the energy of the self-belief. Get into the energy of the expansiveness. Get in the energy of possibility, of limitless. How exciting. Are getting all fired up. <laughs> so those are my tips on self-belief. Uh, and of course, the only other one I didn't mention here was really connecting back into your intuition. I feel like I harp on about this so often, but you know, the opposite of your inner critic is your intuition and your intuition always knows. And it's got that beautiful, loving, reassuring voice. So if you have moments of self-doubt, come back to your intuition, journal it out, meditate so you're out of your mind and into your body more, and then journal from that place 
tap into your intuition as much as you possibly can and write from that place. Write yourself a love letter. Write yourself a letter to reassure yourself, to soothe those fears that are popping up from your inner critic. Because, you know, that's that's your, your true self. That is your soul's voice. That's your essence of who you are. And it's always there for you to tap into at any moment. So use that if you have wobbles. Use that to remind you that you are so capable. You are so strong. You can feel empowered. You can feel confident. And you can absolutely believe in yourself. I hope that is so helpful, beauties. I hope that's really inspiring as well to have a listen to. I hope it gets you fired up for your day wherever you are or whenever you're listening to this. I hope that is so, so helpful. And I just want to say that I deeply believe in you. There is no shadow of a doubt. I believe in you. And so now your job is to create the self-belief within yourself. Because I can say that I believe in you, but it's not enough if you don't have that self-belief within yourself already. It's so nice to have that support, right? And it's a huge part of my work and I love it, but I want you to create it for yourself. And so come back to this podcast, save it. If you like it, share it with your friends, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me in it. I love hearing where you're listening to this podcast from and what you're taking away from it. It means so much to me. And just a last reminder, if you are interested in one-to-one coaching with me, I have some spots available at the moment and I would love to chat with you about it. It is such an honor to support women and a few brave men to elevate their lives and to do this in a work, you know, so you can unleash yourself. It is, yeah, so powerful. So, so, so powerful. Already, I'm going to leave it there. I will see you all again on another episode really soon, but don't forget to reach out on Instagram or click that link in the show notes. Wasn't that epic? For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world.